0: Young for This Shit and Adolescents Addicted to Action. I'm your host, Tony McMillan. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Peter Leon. Ron, get to the chopper. <laughs> and we have two very special guests. Uh, the first is a filmmaker named Sophia Cassiola, And the other is an artist and another filmmaker, uh, Nathan Thomas Milner. I pronounce their names exactly right. No, no preparation. Thank you. Thank um, <laughs> you. Okay, so we're here to talk about uh, the movie Predator. And I, I do not know where to start. Predator, I, I, I kind of remember when I first saw Predator, but I feel like it's been part of me since I can remember anything. Um, I've been in that jungle. I've been with those guys. I've been greased up. I've been moving things around. I've been doing, like, an extra hot version of Home Alone with uh, eight other guys preparing for, like, the, the wet bandits. Um, any, Peter, like, w- when, do you, when do you first see Predator? Do you even remember?
1: Actually, well, I don't remember the age, but I remember it was on TV. They had like an Arnold Schwarzenegger week marathon Mm. or not a marathon, but like every night they played an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie and I had already seen T2. So I was just like Arnold Schwarzenegger is God, but I'd never seen Terminator and I'd never seen Predator. So I taped those both nights and I was just like, I was, I was down from the first time watching. I was like, this is fantastic. Fantastic. And then I just re-watched that tape for a very long time. And it wasn't until I was a little bit older that I saw like the original like unedited version. And it was even better. More bloody. Sophia,
0: um, when was the first time you saw Predator?
2: I don't have an exact date for it, but I hmm. think high school. Because I would just go to the video store and get like five VHSs for $5 like every weekend. Right. And it was mostly like action, like Roger Corman movies and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure I watched it at that time um but yeah I loved it right away uh I know it's like a very macho movie but especially that like now I'm getting more like picky <laughs> but at that time like I could always put myself in the hero's journey of it you know I was like I'm Arnold in this movie you know <laughs> um, that never bothered me
0: yeah I think I'm the same where like there's a lot of like kind of like meathead movies now that I'm just like not into but yeah. forever period as a little kid I was like yeah I'm just like these guys super ripped and ready to <laughs> like fight anyone
2: I might Uh,
3: be more like Shane Black, but that's okay. Nathan, how about you, man? Like, when when did you first see Predator? Do you remember? Uh, I do. It's one of the movies I remember vividly. I was I saw it when it hit VHS. I guess it was eighty eight, probably when it hit when it came to VHS. Uh, I was twelve, and uh, the kid down the street uh, had a babysitter that night. She rented it and brought it with her, and you know this is back when you didn't really know much about the movie. You just had the poster to go on or maybe a TV spot or something, unless you saw the trailer in the theater. So I had no idea other than it was a Schwarzenegger action film. I didn't know what the alien looked like or Mm. that it was an alien or anything. So I just remember that excitement of what does this thing look like? What the hell is this? Like just that build up to the reveal. And you get those little glimpses like, you know, where he's repairing his leg and he howls or I just remember, like you said, I feel like I'm in that jungle Immersive, all the characters are defined, and it's just the music just drives you. It's just like this amazing experience. And it's almost like uh like from Dust Till Dawn gets that whole mm. two movies and one thing, it has that feel. It's like a guerrilla warfare film that turns into this horror film basically, a slasher film almost, uh, via action sci-fi. Uh so yeah, it was it just blew me away. It's still in my top ten favorite films. Of all times. So.
0: I'm glad you mentioned from Dusk Till Dawn, because basically uh, as a kid, I was totally cool with the spaceship at the beginning of Predator. But after watching from Dusk Till Dawn, which is, I think, 96 ish or something like that, um, yeah. it struck me as like, oh, it'd be a lot cooler if there was no spaceship at the beginning. And then in the Predator, you, like, you know, they're like, I don't know what the hell's happening. Like, there's something that's invisible. And then, you know, you, you eventually, I guess you would have to kind of... Put together that's probably not a ghost it's got like a laser cannon but it's probably (laughs) an alien but i think it'd be kind of cool if it was a mystery like i don't know like pete
1: are you are you cool with the spaceship at the beginning have you ever thought about this or like eh. i think i must have missed the opening scene when i was a kid when i originally taped it because i don't Hmm. have any memory of the spaceship and then i remember like later on in life watching it and i was just like the fuck is this like i don't (laughs) i don't remember a spaceship scene It looks like a Reebok shoe too. It looks like a Klingon Reebok shoe.
2: Terrible! It's kind of a blink and you miss it. I I, I agree. I don't think I noticed it the first time I watched it, and I watched it again last night, and it's like fifty minutes, like exactly halfway before you even see the green blood. Mm -hmm. of the the predator so it's so much better just like the little hints you know and like the whole time you think it's like military tech or at least like i could see how that's like you know they've got some invisibility thing they set up all this political intrigue with like who they're going to rescue and like green berets went missing and it's like all that stuff doesn't matter after like 60 minutes but like the whole first half hour is setting up all this like military political intrigue uh so i think like you can buy right into like oh they've just got advanced tech (laughs)
0: <laughs> right and 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 pete you mentioned the green blood like also I, as a kid i was like super into the green blood and like it looked like mountain dew and i think i i don't know if this is true i've read that mountain dew is part of the alchemy of stuff they combine to make it make that fake blood like no mountain Dew is actually in there it's like glow, yeah, like sticks. glow yeah, sticks and, glow sticks. Right. and ky yeah. jelly yeah, yeah exactly so it's like the best rave orgy slash like the whatever's left <laughs> That residue is the blood. So I don't know if Mountain Dew is actually involved, but I really want to believe.
1: Well, when I was a kid, I used to play Predator all the time, either with like the action figures or like where I'm like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, like so. And I had discovered that mixing, like taking highlighter and then spraying it with Windex, just like a shit ton of Windex and a shit ton of highlighters created like the perfect Predator blood. And so I became obsessed <laughs> with that. So like whenever I would play Predator, which was a lot, I went through a lot of Windex and uh, <laughs> highlighters. So my mom would be like going to the grocery store. I'd be like, do you need anything, sweetie? I'd be like, we need more Windex and highlighters. She's like <laughs> why? She's like, I'm pretty sure my kid's getting high, but you know what? <laughs> Screw it. He
0: seems happy. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, I I, I play Predator too, and I actually like to be the Predator. Like when I played, I'd play Jason, I'd be Jason Voorhees, or I'd no. be Predator, if, and it'd be hide to go seek basically. But as Predator, I do like you know my claw would come out, and I'd pretend I pretend I'd saw in infrared and
1: stuff like that. It was really pathetic, but I I did it all the time. So when you were a kid, you had fantasies of murdering people, and you didn't turn out to be a serial killer so, that you know of, that I know of. Just exercise all the demons playing yeah. The toys. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Um,
3: okay,
0: so, Nathan, you, you touched on a bunch of stuff I, I, I like with the film. And one of the first things is that I think, in general, this movie is better than it has almost any business being. Like, this movie could have been of a different uh, cast, different director, different people, you know, kind of just schlocky or whatever. And it, it really rises above it. And um, part of that, I think, is uh, this is John McTiern's, uh, I think, second film. He did this before mm-hmm. Die Hard. And, you know, I I like a lot of his movies. I, I think kind of like off-camera, um, off off-mic, uh, off, uh, we talked about Spielberg. A lot of directors, after a while, I just don't care what they do. And so McTiernan eventually went there with, like, 13th Warrior and stuff like that. I'm like, that's okay, whatever. But um, yeah. this this zone, he's just knocking out of the park. And I think he and the cast, the cast, I'm like, this is like a murderer's row of just, like, tough dudes in the 80s. I don't I, – I can't think of another cast which can beat this as far as, like, this – like even the Expendables, which is full of uh, established action stars, I would prefer this team. I would follow this team on another movie yeah. if they didn't all die. Like, well, this was the like the '80s Expendables, right? Oh, you know, Schwarzenegger,
3: he's like, my men are oh, not expendable. Not, not ex- <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, but they, like the Expendables, like, kind of adopted what was bad about '80s action movies. Right. Whereas this, like you said, it's I think because McTiernan came from. I mean, he was just a master. Like, he was a, came from theater and he knew he, he was, he, so he had a, uh, an affection for story and character development. And every one of those guys has developed and matters. Like, it's almost, and, and from what I heard, you know, Arnold was very generous to those casts. He wasn't going, I want that line or I, mm-hmm. I want that line or I want that moment. So everybody gets their established moment where, you know, Billy could be the star of that movie or Blaine or, or, or Mac or Bill and, you know, they're, they're, I think you're right. It's a B movie, but it rises above B movie status it, in different hands, different budget, different cast would have been a, a forgettable movie. Cause there was a lot of predator like movies after it. They were very forgettable. Right. Including some of the predator sequels, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Sophia, like um, is there anybody in that cast that uh, any character you like, I really gravitate towards them. I really like whenever they're on screen.
2: I love Bill Duke. Yeah. <laughs> and Mac. I feel like he's kind of, yeah, Mac, I feel like he's like kind of not, you know, in the top five or whatever of, like, who people would be obsessed with. But every time he's on screen, he's doing something weird. (laughs) And, like, look at the razor and stuff. Like, when he's stressed, he's like, breaks that razor. It's so good. And, like, he just has really expressive eyes. And he's got, like, the creepiest vibe, like, when he talks to Carl Weathers. like, Like, he just, like, he feels raw. And, like, just that's exactly what you guys are saying, too. Like, all these actors, like, really, like, brought a lot to their characters that, like, in other hands would have just been goofy, you know, like you got the Native American guy, like it's so goofy, but like, for whatever reason, it, like Billy works. you know. Um, and they all have like such a lived in kind of ensemble feel like when they're just hanging out in the chopper and it's like quiet, and they can all just be quiet together. And then like, there's like dumb jokes, but like, I, I feel like that's like, you know, these people have been together for a mm. while. Um, it probably was just because of how horrible it was to shoot that
3: movie <laughs> yeah I think that definitely. and just uh, the way they sorry i've walked no, no, on oh um the way they committed to how this really happens how they really go through a, a jungle and how they everyone has their their job like mm-hmm. the teamwork like i said they're not just archetypes they have a purpose for their archetype like everyone's yeah, serving it's their like mission they and sleep when in the wind <laughs> yeah so like everything has a, a purpose so it's not cliche cheap it's it feels like it's a working system because he gives it the patience to show because like if you took the the great score out of there it's just guys looking at trees and walking through a jungle and doing all these things that would be boring otherwise but because of these guys because of the music and everything uh it just works and i I agree bill duke's my definitely my favorite character in the film back yeah he, who, who's your guy? Is it is it is
1: definitely okay say... not him? What I was <laughs> I mean, gonna say, I actually with him, but okay, go on. He's okay, I guess, but <laughs> I feel like there's so many. I mean, obviously, Arnold would be like, well, you're slow, the
2: yeah. <laughs> but then
1: Billy, I think, was like a badass because he's just at the end, he's just like, let's fucking do this, like, cuts himself with the huge ass knife, he's like, bring it. As, as a kid, I think I I, I kind of remember like watching that and going, "Why are you
0: cutting yourself?" I don't understand what's
1: going on at all. Yeah. Like you took a like, shark. It's, sh- like, it's not a shark. It's not sensing it's blood. Shark,
0: yes. Yeah, but now now I, I can really appreciate it. Um, I I, I listened to a, another podcast talking about Predator. I wasn't going to, but I was like, I gotta listen to it. And they had a really good point. So I'm gonna steal this. At the very beginning, when they're in the helicopter getting off, you see what they wear in their civilian like lives. And it, it's fucking crazy. It's like it's like a it's like a band of guys who uh, become like famous rock stars, and then 15 years later, they have nothing in common. So one's in a track suit. one's in like a three piece suit. Other guys wearing like a you know MTV shirt. It's it's I totally ins- didn't even
2: notice this. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: like Jesse Ventura wears an MTV shirt. I remember even as a kid going like, "You're like an old bald dude, man. Are you still rocking like,
2: <laughs> okay, it's cool." Is it,
0: is it Mac the one in the suit? Yeah, Mac is like dressed to the nines, yeah. and it's and him and him and Ventura are like super homies. So it's like really funny. I'm like, I guess this they yeah. have this in common. They've went different ways in their lives. One guy's into Iron Maiden, the other guy is into like nice <laughs> things.
2: Mousing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but, I, I, but the funny thing is like even even like Shane Black's nerdy character, he has enough that I'm like, okay, I get who you are in this crew, and I actually love him telling Billy terrible jokes, and Billy's the one guy who really laughs and has like amazing mm-hmm. laugh. At Predator steals like. I, like I, I love this film, and I probably nothing needs. There's too many prequels in the world, but I would actually watch a movie of just the guys before this mission just to see what else they do. Because oh yeah, they're, they're just a fun, a really fun crew. Um, and back to the director real quick. Uh, we we did something about we did an episode of Die Hard, and he also is really good at ensembles there. And I don't know, you talked about his his theater background. I think he just has a real um an eye and ear for what makes a group dynamic work and that's not the easiest thing to do i think in film
3: oh definitely because you tend to especially with teams because i come from comic book background before the film background or doing films and like writing team comics are really hard and like, if you look at like x-men you know chris claremont who wrote x-men he would dedicate an issue to three or two or four characters because you just can't usually make it work with so many characters but like i said this one no one no one feels out left out. Uh, some of them feel a little underplayed, like Hawkins or Poncho. But at the same time, they have their great moments. Poncho almost comes off as the uh, the character that we are, almost like the, the everyman, uh, the intelligent one who's kind of commenting and watching everybody, and almost like he could be the second in charge. I don't. I think Mac is supposed to be second in charge, but he almost feels like he's just below uh, Dutch. I'm pretty sure. On if
0: me and Pete were in this group. Pete would be Jesse Ventura saying, "I ain't got time to bleed." And I'm like, "Okay, dude. Well, you got time to duck because like, I'm pretty sure that's exactly who we are, basically." Yeah. And also, mm-hmm. I but I would not be like, "I can make it if I got hit by a friggin' like I'm just gonna cry and die like <laughs> immediately." Um, speaking of crying and dying, no. Um, so like Pete mentioned, you know, T2 was his first Arnold movie. That's, I'm pretty sure that's my first one too. Um, I think as a kid, I kind of thought because he had a movie called Terminator and a movie called Predator and Terminator 2. I was like, oh, like, are all are they all like linked? Are there, he's going to be something Er in all his movies.
2: <laughs> and,
0: um, you know, I still kind of think that's right. But um, where do you guys what's cool about Predator to me is it's it's a great sci fi horror monster movie, but it's also an Arnold movie. Like, where do you guys put it in your Arnold Pantheon? Pete, top, What do you got? Top five for sure.
1: Maybe right. maybe top Three? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So I what's think. uh what's, I mean T2 what's... would obviously be number one. I don't know what yeah. would be number two. Possibly this. What else has he made that's good? Sorry. <laughs> <Totally laughs>
2: total,
1: total recall is
0: maybe my number no,
2: one. Not know. better love,
1: than this movie though. I love I total
0: to recall. Search. So, so Sophia, you you would say maybe Total Recall is number one. Is Predator in the top uh, three there?
2: In the top three, I love Running Man. I know it's a ridiculous movie, but I think it's because I love sci-fi and dystopian stuff. So I put Running Man pretty high up there too. Um, I like Terminator as well, but I don't think it's better than Predator for me.
0: Dang,
3: that's fair. That's fair, Nathan uh yeah Predator's my favorite right it, uh, the only other contenders for me would be the terminator films the two the first two not the whole thing uh, but um i think my first one that i saw was probably conan the destroyer oh cool the I, think first, have been the, yeah, I think that may have been yeah i think that's the first Con- uh, schwarzenegger film i saw i've actually never uh, seen and then those. of course the next year commando the first conan the barbarian is amazing destroyer's uh, but uh, John Milius made the first one. R- Oliver Stone wrote the screenplay. It's it's
1: pretty awesome. What, uh, what Were you saying Peter? Oh, I've never seen them. I remember my friend. You Alex. You never seen them? Now? I never seen them. I know they look pretty terrible. Like I remember when I was a kid, my friend Alex was just like, "You gotta watch Conan." He like put it on. Like he's like he, he like fast forwarded till or he had it ready for me when I got to his house. He's like, "This scene is so awesome," and they like played it. I was just like. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I love Arnold, but I can't get into this. It's weird. It's like, why are they you wearing, know, you... like, the cloth and, like, everything is just, I was just like, I can't do this. Where the, I know, the guns? Yeah. I'm
2: strong, dislike of sword and sandals movies. Like, I just hate them all. Yeah. Beastmaster. I gave it,
1: like, maybe, like, 10 minutes, and I was just like, I'm sorry, man, I love you, but I just can't. I can't do this. <laughs> I got a soft spot for Beastmaster and Beastmaster 2. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: but funny i think pete you don't have to do this but you, you your entry point to conan might be watching it with the commentary with schwarzenegger cause it's oh god i he's love like, his commentary the, he's like the dogs are chasing me and they bit me and i was like okay sure it's it's movies it's like okay that's cool and and he just, is that your arnold voice first of all i'm not uh, yeah that's basically all i got the <laughs> last time i did you you said i said like the guy from big lebowski which is true <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. But um he Arnold's like Arnold's like watching a movie with like someone's dad. He's just like he explains what happened he, in 2 he's seconds ago. Narrating the
1: yeah. Yeah. It's great. He's like
0: and now I got a sword and I'm going <laughs> to stab this guy and it's like yeah, it's 40 years old. We all we know. Like what's up? <laughs> it's great. Hmm. Um okay, so this guy is not part of the crew, but he's he's a big element of the film, Carl Weathers, okay? Carl Weathers, I, I had seen I'm one of the Rockies, probably Rocky Four before this. And so I knew him from that. And later on, I see Action Jackson, and some other things. And of course, uh, 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 Happy Gilmore, which is maybe his best performance. But um, Carl Weathers, the handshake has gone beyond Predator. The handshake in, is like mm. kids who don't even know what Predator is. Go, oh, that's the funny. Yeah. Like, I remember as a kid, there was no, it wasn't a joke. That handshake meant like everything to me. I was like, that's what you do. You son of a bitch. Like they know each other. They're friends. They've been through some things. Like now now it's very funny. But um I can't get back to that. Do, when you guys watch the handshake scene, is it just like hilarious or
1: is it actually played out? Like what, what what do you guys feel? Well, now it's hilarious, but when originally when watching it when I was a kid, I was just like, that's interesting. Like, why are they, why are they like, yeah, why are they holding on to each other for so long? Why are they they both flexing their biceps? Like, I never thought it was awesome. I was just like, all right, maybe that's what adults do. I don't know. I'm not there yet.
2: (laughs) It's the most iconic handshake of all time, (laughs) especially now with gifts. Like, I gift that all the time. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, that's like the national, like, hey, let's do this. Uh,
0: give. <laughs> yeah. i have i don't i don't think it was pete it was somebody we were gonna like we were talking about predator and, it's like, and we were gonna do the handshake and i missed and i've never felt so much shame i just felt so small in front of them like okay i'll just let's not do it again let's go i know
2: um, how many takes did it take <laughs> oh god
0: i would love to see that like the real and you know, they're probably like pumping iron like right
2: before the shot like movement. Oh, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Although,
0: wasn't wasn't the whole set story that carl weathers was like, was like the ultimate liar he'd be like oh is this all natural baby and but he'd be yeah, waking yeah. up before anyone to go to work out um mm-hmm. but car carwell is his character I, I love that he actually he he basically gets kind of redeemed in my eyes he goes out like he he he, he sucks he's two, he's two-faced he lies to these guys he's also not a great soldier anymore apparently um, you know bill dukes is like reprimanding him but at the end he gets his arm blown off and the arm is still shooting and he <laughs> swings around and as a child, I was like, "Yeah, if you're really strong, it's you're not gonna stop. You're just gonna keep on fighting." Like with one arm, it's it's I, I could probably do that in a couple of years. Um, how do you guys feel about Carowilliams' character?
1: I it was indifferent to me as a child. Like I didn't He's I didn't give a fuck. Like I'll, I mean, it was fine. Like I didn't hate him, but I, like yeah, indifference is the best way to put it. I was like, I'm here for Arnold. I'm here for Arnold. I'm here for Arnold. Peter, you I can't do this. Okay, go on. <laughs>
2: Well, it's interesting because he's kind of like almost like an enemy, like because he's representing the state and the government and like the lies aspect of it and like not catching on that they're in the shit for a long time. So he kind of holds them back. So even though they do have that like old rapport, it's like immediate, like they're butting heads. So he's kind of just like the human conflict and he's like representing other interests. Um, But yeah, you're right. He totally feels kind of shitty for a while, even though he looks so awesome, you know?
3: Yeah. And there's something so magnetic about Carl anyway. Like, Like even, even as Rocky's, you know, foe, you know, he was so charismatic and so big and so likable Uh, but yeah, like, and this is probably maybe one of his most bastardly Lando Calrissian tight roles. I trade, I'm a traitor. I'm lying. I'm deceiving. Uh, But like you said, he does redeem himself and going after Mac and saying, Hey, let me do this. You get to the chopper. It's I, I, I owe you this. I owe them. I owe Mac. And uh just unfortunately Matt gets a kind of a quick death because of Dylan coming to steal that thunder. Yeah, that's <laughs> such yeah. A unfortunately. Yeah.
0: And actually but you brought up what's, what's interesting about the film is that um despite it being about an alien fighting these guys and it's been pretty crazy, there is a real earnest like uh these guys are soldiers and and they have a, a code and they, they care about each other and i think it's the acting mostly but there's and also that score the parts when like mac is talking to his dead friend and the score's is playing and he's re- talking about the things they've seen and uh, you know and not a scratch on them it's i'm, I'm actually getting like tingles talking about because I, I, I can hear that score it's um yeah, it it's
3: kind of taps like
0: thing <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it, it's yeah. it's way more moving than it it needs to be but it, it does and i think carl weathers like uh his character kind of is a is a good example of that like he um he eventually has has some honor
3: although i will say too like, good ahead. go ahead no oh well, i was i was thinking um uh, it's also important that these characters establish that they are not mercenaries or assassins or killers they are their business is saving lives getting people out uh and i think that just shows the moral ground of of who they are. That's why I, I kind of want another Dutch movie because Dutch would be that kind of guy. It's like, there's these things coming from space. Right. Uh, there's people need saving from this. And I know how to, how they work. And uh, it's just weird that they, I, I've heard rumors that they want to bring them back The the studio that owns it. I, I heard he came close
0: to being in the Shane Black one for a cameo at the end. But yeah. last minute he's like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I also, <laughs> I also heard they want to, I heard they almost got Sigourney Weaver to appear as Ripley, which wow. is crazy. That but, wouldn't uh, have made yeah, any sense. Exactly. No. But like, that's why that one, I think of a grain of salt. I read this somewhere. I was like, okay, was there anything to back that up? But <laughs> it didn't it happen. But, um, it's funny, is like they are men of honor, this and that, and Schwarzenegger's character Dutch is very uh, adamant about that. At the same time, he has a ball killing all those dudes. Like he, he, yeah. he, he's <laughs> having he a gas.
3: Like, well, he he did see him just shoot somebody in the head, uh, one true. of the hostages. So, <laughs> I,
0: I, like stick around. The, the way like Schwarzenegger relishes the line, and what I've read is that that he just thought of that line himself. Oh, it's I'm such like a, such a classy line. So a he's class so exactly. <laughs> like, how, yeah, he had a team of writers, <laughs> but like, yeah. I just love, I love, and you can tell his smile he's like. Oh, this is fucking brilliant. Like there's gonna be an Oscar made for me just for this thing. Well, and it's but right I'm, after
1: another shitty line, too. It's like two in like 20 seconds. Knock, like, knock. Knock, knock. It's like, oh my God. Dude, there's the works of Shakespeare, and then there's probably these lines.
0: And I don't know what. Yeah. Um, but I I do love like early Schwarzenegger films. There's a part where he lifts a truck up. It's just like, just by the way, I'm also really strong. <laughs> and because and, I'm like you know you could probably get shot doing that dude I don't know if it's worth it for the distraction but I love yeah. it like, I, but I would again I would I would watch a whole movie of this squad doing stuff like that without a predator but we talked around it long enough let's talk about the predator okay to, to me um I, I've seen a lot of like monster movies which I do like but then they, when they finally reveal the, the creature it lets me down and, it, and the film has kind of a, a bad aftertaste this one I, I don't know because I saw it as a kid but it, it's great. I, I The reveal is the alien, the, the design of the alien is so well done. I love him with the mask, without the mask. Um, I can't help but think that, you know, I think we've all seen some of the, the um, aborted designs with um, the orange lobster suit that Van Damme was wearing and stuff. Um, you know, maybe in, in the final form that would have looked kind of cool, but I can't, I can't see that movie being a classic. I feel like it would be a the movie is pretty good until you see the monster and it's just, just, terrible like do you think the without the great the great predator design we got the film would not be what you think it is now
1: like pete what do you think well what's weird i what i always thought was weird is that it's such a drastic jump in quality from like the fun the finished product of the predator you know like when i was watching the making of the behind the scenes for the first time and they showed like what the other option was i was like what like it's nowhere <laughs> near the quality it's like it's it's unbelievable like how did they go from that to that like you would think that like the previous design would have been like still pretty cool but just not quite as cool but it's like completely right. different it's like the worst thing i've ever seen in my life i was like how did they go from that to that like where there's no middle you're so. right.
0: there's a
3: mr pip mr pip can and then there's a dr pepper mm-hmm. and i think uh, you know it's when you hire when you hire stan lynch that's what happens i guess so <laughs> that's, like that's that, the deciding that's factor yeah. um, i think
2: it's great how they really uh you know they don't show it too much like it, mm. like i said it was like three quarters of the way through the movie before you even glimpse the predator um but you get the little hints you get like the invisibility and the blood and stuff so by the time you see him it's like oh he's doing that wound thing it's so cool um and I was thinking like it's not a lot of movies where the aliens like have their own armor and like, their mm-hmm. own like medical supplies, like even though they're so different than people, like they're still like that advanced or like need that stuff. Cause like a lot of times we see aliens are like like in the movie Alien they just have the exoskeleton. They don't need like other armor. So I right. thought that was just like a really cool touch on it. Um, just like he's kind of a person, but like has all this his uh his weaponry. Um uh, well, they even but, yeah, expand them. Sorry. Yeah, go it. i was just gonna
1: that. say they even expand on that in predator 2 which i thought was awesome when i was a kid too like all like his gadgets and his weapons and everything it's just like oh, oh this God. is awesome he's getting like prepared he's batman from wherever they're from yeah, yeah.
2: no uh-huh. well,
1: in,
0: in predator 2 when he's he gets his arm cut off and he's, he's gonna fix himself up there's a little yeah. silver thing i have a thing in my kitchen which i don't know what's it's for it's some sort of oh, strainer it looks yes. just like that Absolutely. and so all i all i do is pretend i'm predator with this weird like cocaine that he uses to numb himself <laughs> yep it's 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 crazy but um <laughs> with with um, what you're saying, Sophia, what, I think they took a real page out of Jaws, or, or basically mm-hmm. slow reveal of the creature, and yeah. that is, all it's going to do is help the movie. And like early on, when um the Predator is it's from his point of view, and he and he's, uh, sees a dead scorpion, he puts it in his hand. That shot is such a great shot. You see his clawed fingers and the scorpion right in his hand, and I really yeah. like the touch of him um sampling people's dialogue and repeating it in really ironic, weird ways, like. Yeah yeah want as a ki- candy oh that's a, i was gonna say me as me as a kid <laughs> me and my brother uh for no reason would just say that creepily to e- like each other and adults and like what and like, are you boys hungry and want some candy and it's wrong so that line from predator 2 is always part of it but um i've, I've always kind of wondered do you guys do you think predator is actually trying to understand like english or earth languages or you think it's just like just messing around i playing
2: random you know, I didn't it's th- just
1: part of his arsenal yeah and, i uh, never thought that he was saying that in his voice i thought he was like somehow oh, sampling like no i think attack, yeah. i think he is but i'm wondering does he almost like trying to like
0: okay i think oh, this God. means like when he says ugly motherfucker i'll just repeat that because i think i uh, like I think i'm trying to right. say what's up like like, he, like he's <laughs> yeah. like in another country with a little book going he's um, like a, juror. He's
1: a... <laughs> I feel like that one he's he is saying ugly motherfucker because it's like in his own voice, if you will. Oh, that part, yeah. Whereas the other one yeah, seems like he's playing it back. He's probably a DJ
0: where he's from, and he just makes some shit <laughs> with, with that hair, back. dude. He's like basically Skrillex, right? He's like Skrillex from afar. You know? yeah. Oh my god, he sounds so old saying Skrillex. I know it felt bad. Skrillex. I actually
1: felt Skrillex, Skrillex. <laughs> and they I said it twice. one my, <laughs> I thought one of my discs. like get. <laughs> Do you guys listen night, to that Skrillex music?
2: You guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but last night when I was watching it. Uh, it sounded like at the end when he's about to blow himself up, he plays back the laugh from when oh, Arnold yeah. blew up the village. So like, Billy's you feel like laugh. he was warning. I don't. Was it Billy's laugh or was it? I it, it was Billy's uh, laugh it, from when they were blowing up the village, though, right?
0: Uh, from the joke. From the the, the the. It's from the
2: joke. Okay, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, he was joke. warning him that he was about to blow up. Like to let it
0: get away. <laughs> okay, so I, I gotta t- I, I gotta tell this story real quick. Cause this I I just thought it like this is my this is my predator story. Okay, so Predator's bomb has those little um symbols that count down, right? And you kinda understand, oh it's a bomb, it's it's a some sort of timer, right? So as a kid, um, my brother, my little brother is probably 9 or 10, and I'm probably 13 or 14. Anyways, we lived in an apartment, and the, the power went out. And sometimes it does that. So I, you just go outside. There's a there's a breaker. You flip, flip the thing, and your power's back on. So I, I go and do that. And we're at night. My mom's working, and we're by ourselves. I come back in the house, and my brother, JD, is hysterical, screaming, like ready to cry. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, calm down. What's going on? He's pointing at the microwave and freaking out. And then he runs past me, like out into the night. I'm like, what the fuck? fuck so i i chased this kid down he's at a neighbor's house he goes he's screaming it's gonna blow it's gonna blow the microwaves timer had all these weird symbols because the power went back on and jd had seen predator and just like put it together i was like oh that's a predator bomb in in our house and i had and he looked nine but i had to go dude i assure you we are safe the predator will not blow up our house
3: so we've all had that right
0: oh yeah
1: totally yeah
3: i dove over the Couch a lot
0: with the Marco <laughs> um, the Predator, like to me, what's what I really liked about too as a kid is like I I, had, I was real big in the Friday the Thirteenth, so this was a slasher film in a lot of ways, and like slasher films, there's lots of weird kills and good stuff. Like, so like, what are some of you guys' favorite Predator kills?
1: Well, not maybe not necessarily a kill, but when he uh, when he gets his arm, not the Predator, but when uh, Carl Weathers gets his arm. Like yeah. chopped off, you know that was intense. Or does it's the a- big, like the I think is is it the first kill where he gets the, like the stomach like blown out basically? Oh, it was the second with the, is that the second Ventura. One? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one was
0: <laughs> that
1: was good. Getting the vapors. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I love Max' brain hitting the camera glass.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're all pretty yeah. good.
2: It's kind of unceremonious for a lot of the the beginning ones. Like they're all kind of far away, you know. Mm-hmm. He just, like, shoots them and they die.
3: <laughs> that's that's something like I'm making a, a. I'm I'm almost done with this monster film I'm doing, and I was kind of when we we're going to the the violence and the kills. I kind of played it like Dex, uh, and I thought. Do I need all that violence? Do I need to see the gore? And I thought, well, wait a minute. Predator is one of the most effective movies. And honestly, every, a lot of stuff happens off camera. Billy's you just hear Billy scream. You hear Hawkins, you see blood hit her face when he gets killed by the Predator and dragged mm-hmm. off. You, you get moments of gore like ripping spines out and all that. And like Carl Weathers, of course, probably the most gruesome, violent moment. Um, and, and you know, Blaine's chest opened up. But they are very uh, they do kind of reserve it, hold it back in the violence and delivery to I think just get to that big build of Carl Weathers from there on with Schwarzenegger fighting it on its own and um, yeah I just I just love this film so much <laughs> the the spinal thing because the person's already dead, but he
0: rips this like that thing as a kid I was like, that's what like it, it's like when I I take a shrimp skin off. It was so <laughs> effective. This was before Mortal Kombat became you know this that kind of became like a normal thing to see all the time. I guess as a kid, which is terrible. But like I remember seeing that being like this is the most hardcore thing I've ever seen. And you know I'm like 11. Uh,
3: so I think and, and Hopper's body's flayed. That that was a big shock seeing that the first time.
0: Yeah, i remember the birds on it and and all the gore mm. looks incredible and whatnot. Um. Yeah, so it's it's a really good film for the for the family, and it's really funny. Actually, I, my my wife Taylor, she talks about how she loved watching Predator for Dad as a kid, and I'm like, I kind of get it. But I'm also like, damn, that's pretty fucking screwy, actually. <laughs> like, it's it's pretty nuts. But um, I think part of the reason why it's you can watch it with like your family if you you choose to is it's also such a good time, and, and there's mm. all there's so, like especially at the very end which makes it makes no sense it doesn't it doesn't fit but like when they show like the cast and it's like uh like a 90s like sitcom kind of like hey buddy looking at the camera and smiling but it's
1: like i fucking hate that part of the movie oh that's I, like I, the just... worst part have you
2: it, seen this... it with like the full house song underneath yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> i remember the first time it's watching so that good. as a kid i was like what
2: the fuck is this
0: <laughs> like, like, <laughs> i kind of love it it doesn't it's totally dissonant. It <laughs> but like like i love carl weathers that gives a little salute it's like i know it's, <laughs> Pete, Pete's
1: shaking his head. Oh, he Terrible. catches a gun, doesn't he? Yeah, that's right. gun? Yeah. <laughs> it's like out of nowhere. It totally like takes you out of like the past two <laughs> hours you <laughs> just spent yeah. in the movie. I'll give you that. I mean, at the very end, you see Schwarzenegger, who's just like covered in ash and just devastated in a
0: helicopter. And it's like, it's like no worries, guys. Like We're still yeah. hanging out in heaven or whatever.
1: Um, Starring all these actors. It's like, no. Right. This- <laughs> <laughs> it would have been cool though they actually include the predator in there too. Like, he turns I know, around like. I hey! yeah, yeah. <laughs> was John
3: McTiernan bringing his theater background in. Everybody come out and take a bow. Oh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: I, at that point, I'd be for it. But yeah, it, I mean, Pete, you're right. It's 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 really weird. It doesn't make any mm. sense. But um, yeah. With that cast, there's so many good lines in this movie. So many funny one-liners and just weird lines. I always remember. We've touched on a few of them.
1: I think get to the chopper.
0: Is that the most famous?
1: probably that or I ain't come. got time to bleed. Yeah. I yeah. think it to the choppers, the most famous from this movie, not necessarily in all all. You, you yeah. Right. Do you have any personal favorites? I, I have one, especially well, as a child. So this probably isn't my personal favorite, but it's one that sticks with me. The most is I was repeating the uh, big pussy joke to my sister when I was like eight or something. And I didn't know what <laughs> pussy meant. So I didn't know I was saying <laughs> a bad <laughs> word. <laughs> And it was it was while we were getting ready for school. And I like was saying the joke. And my mom comes like running out into the dining room because we we're like having cereal, like getting ready for school. Right. And my mom comes running out from her bedroom, like, She's like putting her eye makeup on and she's just like, what did you just say? She was like furious. And so I'm just like, that's weird. Why is she upset with this joke? Maybe she didn't hear it. Right. So like I say it again (laughs) to my mom and my mom was like, don't you ever say that word? And I was just like, oh, okay. I didn't. Why? Like, what? Is that a bad word? I had no idea. (laughs)
0: Oh, that's gold. So your yeah. sister Judy knew what she was making you do, right? I
1: don't. No, no. She like we were just eating cereal, and I was probably just talking to her about Predator, and she had like no interest. And I was like, and then there's right. this joke, and I, you know, <laughs> proceed to say the joke, and at that point, my mom just like runs down the hallway. She's like, "What did you just say? Oh, she oh, didn't hear good. it. I'll, I'll repeat it." <laughs> yeah. Good move, man. Um, yeah. <laughs>
2: I say get to the choppers, like in regular life. I say oh, that, yeah. and I say get your ass to Mars, like a lot. Oh, that's <laughs> good. another movie, but like between the two of them, it's pretty much like we've got to go now. Like get in the right. car. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's so many great lines.
0: Yeah, Nathan, anything, anything you you always keep in your back pocket?
3: Uh, well, uh, I do still love that I ain't got time to bleed. I got time to duck. It's great, but I I really like Billy's the line where he says there's something out there and it ain't no man and we're all gonna die like there's that moment because they like they talk like i think poncho says that like you're you're scared of no man right like be up so like to see that the guy who doesn't get rattled is rattled adds to the level of fear that they're feeling now because billy's shaken right uh so i think that that line always i mean it's a simple line but it, it has a lot of weight to it because of who he is and what he's Feeling when he says it. I think
0: you've inspired me. I'm gonna start using that line in my regular life now. Like me and the kid have to go to like the park. I'm like, you know, like we're all gonna die. <laughs> something out there, and it ain't the no man. The kids
2: gonna be like, that da, dad, yeah. was <laughs> yeah,
0: just
2: like you, son of a bitch. Like there's so much yeah. like, backstory to that line, and he says it so slowly, like it really draws out the line. Right. That might just be his accent, but it's just like. You know, um, but yeah,
3: it's a great one too. As a kid, it's a great one, like the result to sorry, you know. the, the result to uh, seeing the monster the first time, like you're one ugly motherfucker, yeah. it's right? Is just a great reaction. It's like in the thing where they're like, "What the? Are you fucking kidding me?" Right. Or like, even like you talked about raising the truck, is so ridiculous. But when he does it, Best Ventura goes, "What the fuck?" Like, like he's telling us as the audience, like this is ridiculous, right? Right. This <laughs> is silly. For as a kid,
0: Ventura's line but being a sexual Tyrannosaurus, I would drop that for no reason at any time. Like as a kid, we've eaten Pringles, but have one of these, make you a sexual Tyrannosaurus, just like me. And the other kid would be like Huh? Dinosaur? What? I was like, yeah, dude. Like I'm my...
1: sexual Tyrannosaurus.
0: <laughs> he had so much like weird swagger to me as a kid. Like I was I was really interested in him. I was like, he's this foul-mouthed redneck dude. He's like I don't know, and also the the gun, the giant mini gun, like, like that thing. I saw T two first, so actually I knew the gun kind of from that. But I was just like, as a kid, I would always pretend I'd be carrying this thing, and you know, it just it was great.
3: Um, I like that big. That's yeah, a great voice too. Oh yeah, Jesse Ventura's voice, and I just love that whole Longtail Sally moment yeah. of the, on the helicopter. That just that scene just rocks just immediately. I, I, gets me pumped for it. I don't know. This could be my first Little Richard I ever heard. Actually,
0: definitely. Like, yeah and I, I was like this is this is pretty fucking cool like and <laughs> i was right uh so w- w- i think we there's one big thing i wanted to bring up and now i don't know which i'm going to edit this whole part no, probably, I'll just leave it in. Whatever. oh here's okay so i thought about this a lot okay there have been i have uh, four or five predator movies at this point i think and, and there's been like alien versus predator sequels and all that stuff i actually have a soft spot for predator 2 i don't think it's as good as part one but i like it um do you guys like any, have you seen any of the sequels? Do you like any of the sequels? And would you, what would you want to do? Would you want the series to just die? Or do you like, oh, it would be cool if this, this is like the direction they went in. So like, Sophia, we'll start with you. Like, what do you think?
2: I would have agreed with you about Predator 2 until I rewatched it like, last <laughs> night. Because I- In my memory, I remember like basically the ending where he's Mm -hmm. in the ship and it's so cool and they give him the gun and like that was all like really awesome. But the whole beginning is all this like horrible voodoo stuff. And like I just have like a pet peeve with all the late 80s, early 90s, like racist voodoo. (laughs) And and I just couldn't believe it opened with all that because it's so irrelevant. And then like later when the predator's like building his stuff, it like is a little bit similar to like the chicken stuff. And I don't know. It really bugs me. Because it's like also in like child's play, it's in that West Craven movie. It's just like there's so many weird weird voodoo movies from that time period and it's just like us i don't know it's like white people making voodoo movies i can't i can't <laughs> it's, like, it's like the
0: racism of white people combined with the satanic panic of the 80s yeah and it kind of, yeah yeah
2: yeah it bugged me um but you know danny glover does his best to to pull that movie together even though it's kind of a it's all over the place um but yeah, I, I saw AVP like like when it came out, but I don't really remember well. I'm gonna rewatch it, and I haven't seen Predators. It looks terrible. <laughs> is it worth watching?
0: It's worth. Wa- I think it's worth watching. Actually, my, my biggest problem with that was actually Adrian Brody as the main guy. He's really trying to be tough. I'm like, it's you're not the biggest tough guy. It's okay. Like you should just be more like you in other films. You know, like I don't know. Yeah. kind of he, he's even like lowering his voice like I don't know what we're doing like, I don't know what you're doing man like just talk like what are you doing you're not Batman That's just me. I feel
2: like Dutch and Anna if they like just dropped into war zones to fight the Predators while the conflicts are going on that would be a great sequel if, like, <clears> even <throat> now like let them be old it would be cool if that became their job just to like drop into conflict zones and Predator deal with the Predators yeah
1: pete what, what, what about you man you like any of these sequels you well i think predator 2 is fantastic film and i appreciate i appreciate the voodoo no i'm just kidding i have no <laughs> i have no opinion on the voodoo i, like it. I, I never There's once thought like about it. that but i i freaking loved predator 2 for you know for many reasons the gratuitous like violence was just like off the wall like they they took the violence to another level in predator 2 like that that scene where all the bodies are hanging from the ceiling and the walls are just yeah. like completely painted with blood. I was just like, Oh my God. Right. Um, yeah. And then the alien reveal at the end. I just love predator too. I think it's fantastic. Bill Paxton somehow being in both predator <laughs> and alien movies uh, and Terminator and, and Terminator. Terminator movies. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the part where he gets a spine ripped out from his back in the subway, I was like, Oh my God, that was insane. Predator two also taught me that
0: if you get shot, if you put cocaine on the wound, and you'll feel be, better. Yeah, it'll be fine. No, you'll be put fine. It on the wound, doesn't he? He does he both. Yeah. He, he throws a little like a little dab. I'm like, that's oh, right, okay, that's right. I
1: guess. It's and then,
2: like a <laughs> what's the word for it? Like a it numbs scene it, scene right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's probably, a numbing yeah. agent.
1: <laughs> I, I saw Alien vs. Predator Legit. in the theater, and I was disappointed by it, but then I saw it again unrated or like the R rated. On DVD, and it was a far better film all the way around. So I was just like, it's decent, but it already passed the point where it was like special to me as a kid. I was like already like a young adult at this point. So I was like, I'm probably never going to watch this again, but it was good. And then after that, I was like, "I'm done with this. We don't need." Any- <laughs> I, actually, I think I saw Predator, yeah. Predator versus Alien, like what is it, Requiem or something? That's yeah, something I haven't one. seen one? that one oh actually. God. And I was yeah. just like, "All right, we're done with this. No more people."
2: I didn't and then they did a sequel to that. Yeah.
0: I saw a scene where they're in, like uh, there's women, give- there's a woman giving birth at a, a hospital, and of course she gets attacked by aliens, and like they, I think they kill a bunch of babies. Like it's like. <laughs> I yes. I, th- I, th- I thought it was like a crazy overcorrect because the first uh, Alien Predator was uh, PG thirteen initially, right? So they're like, "Don't worry, guys, we know what you want—like the worst violence possible." Yeah, were
2: the babies well. armed?
0: Yeah, they'll they have mini guns. Yeah, of okay, course. Good. Yeah, I
2: I'm mean, in now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> flamethrowers. Yeah um okay so pete do you you have so do you would you want another predator movie to even happen at this point or no
1: anytime they make another movie from like a franchise that just needs to be left alone i'm just like god damn it this is a bad idea and then like everyone on the internet is like oh can't wait for this movie i can't wait i'm just like the fuck this is why they keep doing it <laughs> people like you, like you know, there's no way this movie's going to be good. Why are you being excited for it, anyways? That's just my incredibly biased. So, opinion.
0: so same question, Nathan, and feel free to have a different answer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree with what he's saying. Like, you people want these reboots and they ask for them, or these late sequels to things that are 30, 40 years old, and they're wanting to feel the way they did when they were eight, and 10 and 12, and they're just it's just not going to happen. You're so married to that original. It just can't happen. But uh, I, you know, Predator, I liked Predator Two, and I, I dug Predators a little, and the Predator. But none of them, I, I don't go back to them. I don't really watch them. I don't have any drive to see them again. I mean, I would if they were on. But um, as far as moving forward, I mean, they're going to keep doing it. I mean, that's just how it goes. Um, I would, I would like to see Dutch back because I think he, and like I said, an older and Anna with them would be cool. Why don't they do, like, it's the post-apocalypse. It's mm. like Terminator and Mad Max mix. Like, now, like, Dutch is, has survived the apocalypse, and there's, like, a war wasteland that he's surviving because some of the Predators after the survivors of the best elite fighters are the most worthy adversaries. So now, like, he's after Dutch in the post-apocalypse. Or you even go the other way where... He fights the Spartans. I mean, they were all about fighting the best. I mean, they've been coming here for centuries, apparently. So, bring them back to the Spartan era and have them fight the ultimate warriors. You know,
0: that's always been my thing as, thing as a kid. Like, I always wanted a period peace predator, as a feudal Japan, uh, Spartans, especially yeah, things that think have a built-in uh, hierarchy. Yeah, ex- no, exactly. Our mobsters from the '30s. There's so many like that's what I would want personally. I actually did like an article years ago called, like, I, I want a period a predator period piece. I did like a, are you there? God, Margaret, it's me predator. And like the cover. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, but like, uh I, I, I would, I would love for that. The sequels hit or miss, but I will say guys, if, um, you haven't seen it already. If you go online, there's a, a blooper from Predator 2 where Danny Glover and all the Predators in the ship are dancing together, and it's fucking great. There's, like, 20 Predators, and they're just grooving out, and there's, like, all the smoke from, like, the spaceship, and I think they're just having a break on set. It's 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 glorious. Pete, have you seen this? I've seen it, yeah. That's better than the movie, but I still like the movie. I, I mean, but, yeah, that, that's what I had to say about that one. So, finally, okay, we always kind of end this with, with this question, but uh, is this – is this a good movie or just a good action movie to you? Who are you talking to? I'm talking to Sophia.
2: Um, I think it's one of the best action movies, and I think it's a good movie. I actually, like, we didn't really talk about much, but I think the the shooting and the infrared, like, really mm. elevates it in a way. Because, like, even though it looks kind of silly now... I think at the time it was so special. And to see, like, yeah. the, you know, like, Monster Vision, like, was a thing in, like, the 50s and stuff. But to see it in a new way and get his perspective is so creepy. So it added, like, this whole other creepiness vibe to The Predator. Um, so, yeah, I think it's good.
1: Right on. Pete? I'm going to not have the normal answer that I normally do. And I'm going to say that this is actually a good movie. Ooh. I know. Normally, I'd say, well, if it was a good movie, it'd be nominated for an Academy Award. And I still <laughs> feel like that's, that's generally true.
2: Favorite. Oh, man. So, oh, no. But, Oscars mean nothing.
1: But, <laughs> Go I'm going to say it's a good movie. But, you know, it's all opinion. Like, I'm sure if I showed this to my girlfriend, she'd just be like, the fuck are you showing me right now? Like, are you kidding me with this? So, I don't know. I she think it's a good it. movie. I think yeah. it's a good movie. I don't know. Yeah. Nathan Nathan. Where,
0: where are you at in this one?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's in my top ten, so I, I think it's a good movie. I think it's elevated. It's definitely one of the best action films. McTiernan back to back made two of the best action films ever: you with Die really Hard just, like, and Predator. This up
2: with Die Hard, like just quit there. Yeah, like he I did. just can't imagine.
3: Like, and I think it goes to John McTiernan and his. Like, I was learning a little bit about him and how he studied like filmmaking. Like, he said he has it all in his head, and that's the only way to be a director. He's like the guy who trained him. Will tell him to go watch a Fellini film, come back and tell me every tell me the movie. And I don't want to know the plot or what happens, I want to know every shot was it a dolly shot? Was and I want to know the, the sequence and why and all this stuff? So, because if you it's like a, a violinist learning music, you don't need a chart, you don't need the notes, you can hear it, you know it, you understand it. Filmmakers need to do that, so I think that's and he knows like the use of geography, especially in Die Hard. where – He's showing us everything and John's discovering that building and how, where he can go and how he can plan. And may, uh, John does this. Well, not John, uh, Dutch does the same thing in the final where he's building his traps for this character. There's this thing and making that geography recognizable for us as well. So when he gets to that down tree Mm. or that little, you know, break there. And, um, And I just like how the movie keeps turning into something else because it does. It starts with that guerrilla warfare uh, war film that's very authentic and feels real and establishes them as a force. And then we see the slasher part where they're all being hunted one by one. And then the third act, we see this one-on-one. He has to resort to using arrows and making spears and using the woods and using mud and using the land and basically throw out the weapons even the predator throws down his weapon takes off his helmet let's do this you know mano a mano uh i just love that succession of storytelling i think it's it's just john McTiernan knows how to structure and make a a good film out of popcorn movies uh like the best popcorn movie like john like james cameron his movies are better than just popcorn movies and Spielberg are better than popcorn movies. There's, there's more to them than just that surface. Yeah. And I, I put it in the in the great category.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love all that. And, um, before we get out of here, I'm going to put Pete on the spot real quick. You know, uh, when Schwarzenegger does like awesome how when he's like ready to fight the predator and he screams out into like the darkness, you know, you can just do that like, whenever you want. Right. You just drop that, that, that scream. Uh, I don't know. I've never tried. Why do you want me to try it right now or something? Yeah, I think back up the mic like a, like a smidge and just go for it. I think he's got it. Ah! Ah! Oh, yeah,
2: nice.
0: that was good. That was better than I thought it was gonna be. You know my what? My microphone just <laughs> fell off the stand. Okay. You
2: blew it away.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Predator. Um, I guess you're gonna have to fight a dude. Um, yeah. guys, uh, I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun for me, and I think it was, uh, you know, okay for you guys. But um. We got a lot out there. We talked about our siblings. We talked about our upbringings. We talked about Predator. We talked about uh, Mantra Dudes. Pete did a great yell. Um, Thanks a lot. I uh, appreciate it. And everyone take care.
2: Thanks for having
0: Wait, me. Are you going to Should they promote themselves or... <laughs> 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 no, we do not. No, no. What's, Pete, what's Pete's profession? right. Pete's right. <laughs> Pete, you go first. <laughs> no, Daddy no. Catholic, I, was say, I was saying for pig the dog. guests. I was saying for no. the guests. No, I know. It's like... Go ahead. You're right. Pete, what do you got? I, I'm, not, I'm not promoting myself. Oh, fine. Sophia? Uh,
2: I'm a filmmaker, cinematographer, musician. Uh, my company's called LaunchOver, launchover.com. You can find my movies, sci-fi, horror, that kind of stuff.
3: Awesome. Uh, Nathan? Oh, well, I hate this part. Uh, <laughs> uh, artists, uh, mostly in the horror genre, the movie posters, Scream Factory. um just a lot t shirts, movie posters, DVD covers, act, toy, act, NECA stuff like that. Um, and a filmmaker, I'm writer, director. Uh, in the middle, at the end of uh, my new film, On a Dark and Bloody Ground. Uh, and I'm on Facebook mostly. Um, but yeah, the, uh, I don't know. I hate promoting <laughs> <laughs> hey, you did great. and okay. You know what Alistair Peroni himself
0: is Peter Leon. Peter Leon is a filmmaker. His new film, uh, it's been out for a little bit, but it's called The Last Kiss. It's a, a, a Christmas film with vampires. It's available on Amazon Prime. Uh, he's also in a punk rock band called Dead Retina, and they're recording, I think, tomorrow. Uh, uh, is it a full album, Pete? Yeah, it's going to be our first full-length No, LP. I'll talk, Pete. It's fine. <laughs> it's good. It's going to be
1: really rocking songs. Um, go on. I'm sorry. No, that's it. It's going to be available on Neon Green Vinyl. It's going to be badass. Go to deadretina.com to pre-order your copy. You've already heard his his uh, dulcet vocals, so you know that he's he's going to bring the cream. That's right.
0: Okay. Um. <laughs> thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Right, see you guys.